Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shamelot. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listening today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. <clears throat> I'm here. Had to make a, a beeline back from Tatum after a five- and six-year-old baseball game to be here on time, but we, we won. Anderson's paint is going to the ship. Pretty fired up. Got uh got my Miller Lite and my uh and my uh what do I have knob? Well, I'm ready to roll. So got your you got your knob. All right. Well, here we are. It's a good thing to and the the, the wizard of whiskey himself, Shane Lott. I uh was expecting halfway Jason to be like, yeah, man, it was. Like the fourth inning, I had to leave Jack at the baseball field to make it back in time, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, if if uh, if Pilo didn't text me, I think I, I just could completely forgotten that we were recording tonight. So, and we've got a we got another a surprise guest tonight, uh, the the Don of Design himself, Pilo Patrick Lowry. How we doing, gentlemen? Uh, glad to be back. It is a big week. Uh, last regular season game for baseball and the PGA Championship, which means my boy Tiger Woods is back in action. So golf is relevant again for this week. So Woo. Tiger, yeah. Tiger Woods, y'all. I was watching the game Sunday and one of the six home runs that we hit. I see Patrick at a dead sprint chasing one of these balls. And then I see like a six-year-old pass him like he's standing still and he was just oh was like man we're getting old pilo not as fast as you used to be i had a front row seat of that and it it was it was it was really cool um if he would have went down it'd have been better (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i don't need any more baseball injuries i have a long list of that already so uh well you would not have been the first one to go down that hill you know and for people that hadn't been out to the roost once you're going around the gravel and you kind of make that turn around a right field foul pole, you'll see a tree right there that has a uh, adjustable uh, number counter hooked to the tree. It's currently on 55. And you know what that is? That's the amount of people who have went down since they put the counter up. Well, I'm not going to – I have to be honest. I contributed to that once this season. <laughs> so uh, I was number 37, I believe. So. Uh, <laughs> The Maddox guys did not let me uh, walk by without having to change the sign myself, so <laughs> I've already contributed to that. But, yeah, the six home runs, and actually three of them landed right in front of us. So three of the six were literally right at us, so it was a great game on Sunday. I had to text Kevin Pearson that sits up in John Adams' deer stand out there and be like, after the Slade Wilkes took their roof out, I was like, man, you guys all right? <laughs> you know, the funny thing about those home runs is we've had a tradition this year that we would shotgun – um, after a home run, and uh, we decided not to do it after the first one. 
Then there was the second one. Then there was the third one. I was like, this is a really good thing we decided not to do that this game. <laughs> I'm not 18 years old anymore. That had been a lot. Sh- shotgunning six on top of what you were already <laughs> drinking, that may be a case of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> so, at great times this past weekend at the Roost. Before we get to the Southern Miss Baseball News, real quick, tickets went on sale last Friday, last for life. I've spoke about it the past few weeks. July 29th, and for the second year in a row, we sold out on the day tickets went on sale. So Last for Life is officially a sellout. You will have to uh, scalp tickets or do um, tasks for me that I request of you if you want. No, I don't have any extra tickets. Um, so shout out to everybody who got tickets. Looking for I've heard from a few listeners that are coming. Going to be a great time again at the Sanger Theater here in Hattiesburg. I got hey. tickets. I haven't even announced the show yet, but uh, June the 11th at the Thirsty Hippo, we've got Sean Patton coming back. This show is tied, tied, tied in with Festival South. 7-11. So, so uh, yeah, 6-11. No, 6-11. Man, Close math. Enough. math is hard. Uh, tickets will go, be going on sale this week. Um, if you haven't heard of Sean Patton, look him up. Make sure he is your speed before you decide that you want to come out to that show. Yeah, right. you're definitely going to want to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would not uh, describe him as family friendly, but I would describe him as really hilarious. Funny, uh, high energy, drinks a lot. From it's New Orleans. Like, 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 like New my Orleans. favorite, a lot of my favorite things. You know, a funny thing about Sean is he filmed a show. I think it was right before the pandemic, and it aired on Roku a couple of months ago. But it was a show that Will Smith did where he brought on comedians, and Sean was on that show. So before Will Smith and comedians didn't mesh anymore, Sean was on his Roku <laughs> show. So you can go check that out if you if you wish. Um so Southern Miss baseball, another like this is the third week week in a row that we've done this. Southern Miss baseball this week, two and two, and really, you know, we 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 ended the weekend on a strong note, two wins, really solid win there on Sunday, but um, we're kind of on the bubble right now in regards to hosting. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens this next week going into the conference tournament. But Jason. Uh, last Wednesday, Southern Miss took on the Mississippi Oxford Rebels right here in the Hub City. It was the largest crowd to ever attend mm-hmm. a game yep. at Pete Taylor Park. Yep. Um, so, uh, first of all, Southern Miss is sitting at 38-14, and 20-7. Um, so having a fantastic season. Um, Jamie mentioned we went 2-2 two two the last three weeks in a row. But if that's a skid, I'll take it, right? Uh, your, your worst baseball of the season, and you're playing 500 ball against all top 50 teams, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, not too bad. Uh, the Ole Miss game lost this one four to one. Record crowd that Jamie was talking about, 6,346, and it was nuts to butts in there. Uh, was there? Jamie, were you there that night? I was not there. Okay, uh, that's how many people were there. It was hard to even keep up. That's the one game this year I've told Jack like. Stay close to us, <laughs> you know. Jamie well, didn't want any nuts uh, on his butts. <laughs> well, it was a good thing you stayed away. Um, but 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 uh, anyway, 
Matt Adams, I thought, looked good. Uh, three and two-thirds, four hits, three runs, four Ks, 62 pitches, but he's fluent and easy. Um, Velo was there. Probably would like a pitch or two back, but, you know, we're going to need that dude come tourney time. Uh, Sarge hit a homer, his 15th. Uh, Southern Miss led one to nothing through three. Ole Miss with three in the fourth. Um, that's, when, that's when those two home runs were hit. Um, and then neither, neither team had a lot of hits, seven for Ole Miss, five for Southern Miss. Dickerson had two of our five, so he stays hot. Yep, got beat. Evens up the series on the year, one-to-one uh, with Ole Miss. And it was on to the weekend in conference for uh, UTSA, uh, who, come, who came into the beat two games back. Uh, what did you guys think about that Ole Miss game? Uh, it was a heartbreaker that we lost it. Uh, in front of the record crowd, but uh, it's it's really hard to say good things about the Rebel Landshark back, Black Bears at any point in time, but kind of like with us getting Reese Ewing back and that proving to be a boost, they got a guy back that's a you know a key part of their lineup uh, before that game, and uh, it's really they're kind of on a tear now. They went down to Baton Rouge mm-hmm. and swept LSU this past weekend, so uh, the the folks from Mississippi Oxford are playing pretty good baseball right now and they just happen to come across us at the tail end of our little rusty streak hopefully because uh it seems like after the games you're about to talk about we we may be back on track which would be nice because uh we need to heat up before conference tournament play next week yeah and we, we didn't play terrible we, we didn't play much different than than, than Ole Miss did really they they hit a, a couple more balls right uh it's kind of what happened and before they played us uh remember we previewed it uh, before the game they had just come off a sweep at Missouri. So they're hot, you know. Uh, they're a good team. They're kind of playing for their postseason lives. And uh, a team like us with a higher RPI, you know, glad we could uh, help them out there, I guess. But, uh, it, well, but, but you know, but, but, but the big thing of the week, it was nice to have Ole Miss in town. Everybody wants to sweep the the, the, the annual series and all that and go undefeated in SEC play and blah, 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 great crowd. But the biggest games of the week were coming up on the Um. And so that leads us to UTSA. And we lost. You want to talk about a nail biter, Shane? We lost a nail biter, um, eight to seven. UTSA threw everything at the Eagles, including closing the game with uh, Saturday starter and staff ace Luke Malone. Um, the story of the game was the six-run six by UTSA. Uh, Sutter Miss had a three-run lead at that point, and the unthinkable happened. The Roadrunners got to Hall. And Harper for six runs. I don't know if any of us ever saw that even being possible. Uh, we had they got three off a of Hall, three off a of Harper. Southern Miss didn't give up. Battled back with one run in the sixth, one run in the seventh, two in the eighth, but it just wasn't enough. Southern Miss with ten hits on the day. Uh, Dickerson, Lynch, McGillis, Rodrigo with two each. Peto uh, getting his groove back, going one for three with his tenth home run of the season. Dusty Dick. With with his league lead, or his team leading 21st double of the year as well, Hall didn't look great again. Uh, he hit the first batter of the game, gave up a couple singles, um, but got out of the first with with only one run given up, and that was bases loaded only uh, bases loaded zero outs. So got out of that one with only one run given up. His final line was five innings pitched, five hits, four runs, two walks, and eight Ks. Harp, Rhodes, Gilly, and Ramsey all pitched. It kept us in our game, but it just was not enough. 
in two of the uh, of the last uh, we needed the last two games of the series um, pretty badly now to to get out of there um, with a series victory. But how were you guys feeling after that first game? That six that six runs was a, a bit of a collapse. I mean, you you get that under control, and you know you you might be talking about a victory right now. It was one of those things where UTSA. I want to say the majority of their lineup hits over three hundred. So I they mean, they hit a ton of singles. They put everything in play. Um, we I in the roost we were look. I don't. This is hindsight, second guessing, and all that, but. Uh, when we brought Hall back out in the sixth, he had, we just talked about that long first inning. I think he had he threw what twenty eight pitches or so in the first inning. When he came back out for the sixth, I want to say he's around ninety two or so. Um, but I mean, he's the best player on your team, you know. So uh, if you're going to go with anybody, you're going to go w- with that guy. Um, of course, looking back on it, you know, probably should have pulled him. <laughs> but I think you got to tip your hat a little bit to UCSA. I mean, they're a good baseball club and and. And you know they they came out and then they got it done and then and then to to our credit we we go to who I think is our number one guy out of the pen now you can say that about a, a handful of players you can say it about Ramsey you can say it about Rogers Storm at time Rhodes at time we really have you know our pick come out of the pen uh, it seems that our go to at the end of games right now is Harper and so when Hall got in trouble we went to Harp and they just hit both of them so um. All that being said, we did come back. We made it a one-run game, but it was it was a heartbreaker. It, it was tough to swallow. It was tense out there in the roost. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> um, but but yeah, it was a uh, not not the best start to get off to on a weekend series. And made that made two losses in a row. And it was good to have Reese Ewing back, like you said. Um, I think he had I think he got like, walked like four times, maybe. I mean, he he got hit one time. Too. Okay. Uh, he, he got hit one time. I think it was that game. And he got hit like they thought it might have been foul because it's on like the knob of the bat, which is the exact same way that he got hurt the first time. So there was a collective gasp uh, when he got back in there. But um, the good thing was uh, we, we saw some a little bit of life out of the offense. And really just the bad thing was that the guys who had been pretty much automatic the entire season uh, showed a chink in the armor. Um but look, it's the end of the year. We're playing meaningful baseball games, still with the lead in the conference. We're kind of backing ourselves in a corner at this point. Um, but that leads us to game two. Wait, one more thing about that yeah. first game. So the end of the game, we get a, I think we get a couple of runners on there in the ninth. And UTSA brings one of their weekend starters out of the pen to close out the game. Sure, right. I think it was Malone, Saturday guy. Malone. Yeah, Malone. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hats off to their coach. He did what they had to do to get the win. But, uh, yeah, that was an interesting call for sure. And it it's ended not up paying the first, off for the road Yeah, run. it's not the first time they've done it uh, this season. We thought that it might be possible. And as it turns out, it was. And their coach, he loves making visits to the mound, by the way. I don't know what the final count was <laughs> at the end. Yep. But my man takes every single minute that the umpire allows and uh, I guess that's part of their strategy. I don't know. Um, but I just know. imagine that they're having the conversation from Bull Durham out there every time they have a long visit. Is it candlesticks? Candlesticks are a good <laughs> wedding gift? Uh, of course they are. Mm-hmm. 
I think uh, it was very I think it was very strategic. I mean, it was almost purposeful. We would get two hits or we would get some kind of momentum and then there would be a mound visit and then it would drag on yeah. and the crowd would get rowdy. I mean, the guy did it all weekend long. And you know, going back to that game, I mean, we were right there. Uh, you could see, you know, instances where we were that team that we've been earlier in the season, you know, we, we made the charge back and we were, we were right there. Uh, and I think Saturday and Sunday were just the elements of that kind of, uh, kind of now kind of coming to fruition, but you know, that one stung definitely, especially after losing Wednesday and then we, you know, lose Friday. Um, it's tough. Yeah. We're not feeling the best in the world at that point. Uh, exactly. It leads us to the Saturday game. Uh, you want to talk about a must win. Um, th- this was pretty much it. Uh, the Eagles needed this one and they got it. Uh, final score of eight to three. I thought Hunter Riggins came out just absolutely on a mission. His last, his line didn't read just great, uh, but it was it was a battle all day. And he went six innings, four hits, three runs, two Ks, uh, two walks, and six Ks. Then Dalton Rogers came in uh, and just finished it off Ryan Ox style, going three innings pitch, zero hits, zero runs, one walk, and two Ks. His fifth save of the year. The Eagles pounded out 13 hits. Gabe had three of them. Wilkes, Lynch, Pato, and Black, uh, all with two apiece. Carson Pato with another homer, his 11th, and Dickerson with another double, his 22nd. Uh, Southern Miss with four stolen bases on the day. Who here thought that was possible? Uh, McGillis had two. <laughs> Peso and uh, Peso. <laughs> Pato and Black with one apiece. Um we had some motion out there on the bases. It was great to see. Um, things got tight there in the sixth inning when Riggins walked a couple and gave up a tater. Um, but Sutter Miss responded like championships de- teams do, honestly, with a one run in the bottom of the sixth, four in the seventh. And that's when Rodgers just went lights out and it was over. So um, needed it, got it. Uh, Rodgers was a big part of that. Um, all the hitters that I just mentioned were a big part of that. It's nice to see Gabe, like your senior leadership, uh, kind of coming through with, you know, Riggins and Gabe, right? Those guys were, were a very, big, very big part of that win that we desperately needed. And um, it was 8-3. to three. It felt like it was a little bit closer than that, I think. But um, Eagles got it done, and we were headed into game three. What did you all think at that point? I was glad to just have a win. Glad to just have a win at that point. I mean, it was one of those. That was It was another tough a tough game. I mean, UTSA is a game opponent and you're like, okay, uh, are, are we, are we going to be able to hold on and, and not lose our third series mm-hmm. in a row? So that's kind of what I was thinking at that moment. We got it. We got to get that Sunday win. You know, so this is, so this game, I, I did not go to this game. I've been to pretty much every game. I don't know if I've missed a game the entire season. Katie and I had an anniversary during the week. And after that Friday night heartbreaker, I said, you know, you just want to go to the coast for the day. I just, just get just get out of here. Um, so the first place that we went was Marina Cantina, and I had the guy, like, turn the TV on. He was like, we don't have the game. And I was like, give me the remote. So I got the remote, and I found it. And I watched, like, three innings of the game there. And then we go to the casino, and I got my ear my, my ear pod in or whatever. And Katie didn't love that. She was like, I thought you didn't want to, like, do the game today. I was like, we're not going to the game. I can't, like, not listen to the game, you know. Uh so, so yeah, it got pretty tight there for a little bit, and I probably wasn't paying as much attention to her as I should have been, but got to do what I got to do. And um, towards the end, it was great. Uh, and then we were headed back to the Berg. 
I'll tell you one another thing. Uh, so when I get out to the Pete the following day, and we're gonna get to game three in a minute, but we got down early, and I get a text immediately from Dr. Thornton, and all it says is "Go back to the bar." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, but it, it was it was great to get that win, and um, and so here we are, and so we, we really needed to, you know, it was kind of a twofer. We needed to win the Saturday and the Sunday. So that win takes us to game number three. And I think we all thought that UTSA was getting a little low on pitching, and that looks to have been the case. Eagles win this game 9-5. to five. The story of the day, uh, Sergeant, <laughs> um, you know, uh, Southern Miss was down 2 to nothing in the first uh, off that home run we just talked about. Uh, then we got two hits in a row, and Sarge hit a bomb. Eagles with a 3-2 lead. And the Roadrunners got to Waldrop just a little bit, I thought. Uh, with three runs in the third inning, they went up 5-3. to three. Uh, Enter Sarge. He had a bomb to make it 5-4. to four. Next batter, Wilkes, bomb. Uh, tie ball game. Ewing hit a jack in the fourth. A two-run shot in Southern Miss. Really never looked back from there. Oh, yeah, Sarge hit another homer in the seventh. Uh, Peto, another homer in the eighth. So it was a whole bunch of home runs. Sarge, Sarge finished the day three for five, three home runs, four RBIs, three runs scored. I feel like he got a little bit uh, gypped there. Three home runs and only four RBIs. You know, <laughs> a three home run day. You're thinking like nine RBIs. Um, he was within ten to fifteen feet of having four home runs too. Right? I mean, like, no yeah, I caught that one on the warning track. Yeah, sure yeah. did. Uh, Dusty Dick, Ewing, Wilkes, and Black all with two hits apiece. Um, Waldrop. You know, not great, but uh, Adams, Storm, Ramsey, and Harper just gave up nothing the rest of the way. Uh, Storm credited with the win. You know, he left gingerly in the fifth inning uh, on a ball that came back. A comebacker, I think it went off his ankle. Um, had to come out of the game. I, I haven't heard any reports, but it looks like he, he was able to walk off his own, on his own power. Um but but those you know those pitchers that I just mentioned Adam Storm Ramsey Harper, um then the the hitters that I mentioned you know Dusty Dick Ewing Wilkes Black Sarge, these are all guys that we need getting hot at the right time right um so you know if our only problem right now is that our just unbelievable pitching staff isn't just absolutely hitting on all cylinders that's when the offense can pick it up a bit and come tournament time you know th- this is this is where Southern Miss has a huge advantage if we can get deep. At the beginning of the tournament, everybody's going to throw everything they got, kind of like UTSA did in that first game against us on Friday. If we can make it past that one and that one, then we're sitting so pretty because we have more pitching than anybody else will have in the Conference USA tournament and probably the regional, type, you know, depending on the regional. But uh, Southern Miss is loaded pitching-wise. So if we can just get past uh, that first third of the tournament if you will the back half we can hit bad pitching and we still have a ton of pitching left so um that's something to look forward to but i it looks like we're trending towards heating up at a, at a pretty good time well one thing in regards to that pitching depth is when i totally agree we do have a lot of uh, some you know one of the the, the uh, some of the best depth we've had uh you know southern miss baseball history i think but uh, what's the status on uh, Ramsey? So Ramsey was uh, out there, took a shot off the ankle. It looked like was that? I think it was Storm. Yeah. No, I think it, it was, was Ramsey. Was it Ramsey? 
Yeah. Ramsey. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, well, whoever it was, they left walking off the field. So yeah, Storm came in after that happened, didn't he? Or yeah. was he the second to last pitcher? No, he came in right after that. He came in right after that. They, they did they had, kind they had of to rush him in. Yeah, they they did kind of like carry him over their shoulders, you know, arms yeah. over their shoulders until he got to about the baseline, and then he dropped off their shoulders and walked to the dugout from there. But uh, that was a shot. It didn't look like it felt good. I would imagine yeah. it's purple with a shade of brown at this point. Being looks like days Brett Favre after entire... a Saints game. Yeah, like Brett Favre after Saints game. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be. Reason I'm sure he'll be. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, a bruise. I don't. I don't think it was a fracture or anything. I think the X-rays came back negative. At least what I've heard. Um, of course, I don't know how that translates as far as HIPAA and all that stuff goes. But uh, you would imagine that you would see him at least by conference tournament time if. You know, they decided to hold him out. I'm glad you cleared that up. I thought that was Storm that they were taking off uh, right there. But um, either way, we need both of those guys in the postseason, you know. Um, Absolutely. So, and if there's a position where you can lose uh, somebody for a week, I think it's probably a pitcher for us. So yeah, we, we certainly can't use, lose an outfielder again. No, or a catcher. It's not doing either catcher. one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got one series left. Uh, we are at Middle Tennessee. So what is Middle? Yeah, Middle Tennessee is 29 and 20 overall, 17 and 10 in conference. They are winners of six straight games. Well, they're playing tonight. What's the update on the game tonight? You guys know? We're recording this on Tuesday. Let's, see. Let's uh, take a look. I've got it pulled up right now. They're at Vanderbilt tonight. And they lost two to seven. Okay. So they or winners of six of their last seven games. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're hitting 283 as a team. That's fifth in Conference USA. 46 home runs, ninth in Conference USA, so don't hit a ton of those. 76 stolen, so it's just first in Conference USA, so they run a whole lot. On the pitching side, 4.69 team ERA, good for fifth in the league. Uh, they've given up 45 home runs, uh, good for ninth in the league. Uh, ninth in Conference USA in strikeouts, fourth in walks, so very middle of the road pitching staff, uh, very middle of the road fielding, kind of like USM, honestly. Leading hitters include Jackson Galloway hitting 362 with seven home runs, uh, JT Mabry 306, 13 doubles, 16 stolen bases, Mason Spears and Fausto Lopez uh, with eight home runs apiece, so look out for those guys. Uh, pitching leaders, Wigington is the innings pitched leader at 76.1 innings uh, with a 3.66 ERA, very solid numbers. Zach Keenan, 71.1 innings pitched with a 5.43 ERA. Jaden Ham is the third uh, most innings pitched pitcher for middle with a 3.34 ERA. Only five saves as a team, so I have no idea if they really have a designated closer. Uh as far as the season goes, they beat Illinois this year, 17 to 10. Uh, they lost all three games at South Alabama, but they then they beat Auburn two out of three, and they also took two out of three from La Tech. So, you know, it's not a team that you can look past whatsoever. Uh, they, when I was previewing UTSA last week, I, I remember reading off the people that they had played, and it was kind of like this. They've looked really impressive and really so. Um, it's a team you can't take lightly. We need a sweep, you know. I've, I've seen those needs reports out there, and uh, I'm not positive we need a sweep uh, to host, but 
I think a sweep would solidify. I think two out of three really ought to get you in, but uh, a sweep would leave no doubt. You know, and you probably would need to do a little damage in the conference. I mean, you, you couldn't, you know, go 0 and 2 to start the conference tournament and, and probably expect to host. But, uh, yeah. you know, so, so right now, Southern Miss RPI, it's moved as this broadcast has gone along. We are, we moved up to 19 when we started. We're back at 20 right now. So RPI is sitting at 20 right now. Middle 10's RPI is 48. So the first game, this is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series this weekend. First game Thursday, 7 p.m. Then again Friday, 7 p.m. Saturday at 2 p.m. Now, there's something interesting when it comes to RPI because we've, we've, um, we've slammed on Conference USA a little bit overall, but baseball, as a baseball conference has been pretty solid. As far as RPI goes right now, Conference USA, the fifth ranked conference behind the ACC, SEC, Big 12, and Pac-12. So just ahead, just barely by a, like, what is that? A hundred, two hundredths of a decimal, Conference USA is just ahead of the Sun Belt right now. So when you look at the conference tournament, the conference tournament, you, you take what? The top eight seeds from the the baseball standings, and it looks like those are pretty much solidified looking at the the, the the rankings right now. So you've got Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech is two games back from Southern Miss. UTSA and Middle 10 are three games back from Southern Miss. Then you have Old Dominion, Charlotte, FAU, and UAB. All of those teams are top 100 RPI teams. you got Southern Miss at 20. you got Tech at 54. UTSA 47. Middle 10 is at 51. Old Dominion 49. Charlotte 74. Uh, FAU 97. And UAB 94. So even if we do go two and three, you still have some opportunities to continue to improve that RPI standing going into, you know, past the conference tournament. So really, really, and that's no, I mean, like you look at those teams, I mean, like, I think we should be favored given the situation we're in, but like really there's several teams in there that would not shock me if they ended up winning at all. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I mean, Old Dominion is as scary as can be, right? Um, the UTS, UTSA is going to make some noise. Their pitching is going to run out pretty quick. Old Dominion can just hit so good. It is a hitter's park. Um, I've always thought you needed to have good hitting teams to be able to win at the Pete, <clears throat> and I'm being proven uh, to be not totally right about that since we hired Coach Oz, but um, – but the ball flies out of there. It's going to be hot. Um, pitching is going to start tiring quicker. And, uh, and, and teams that can hit are going to be able to stay in it. So, you know, look out for them. I cannot believe they're projected in any kind of, like, regional. I know they have a super low uh, strength of schedule. But, man, you talk about a team that can pass the eye test. My goodness. They can Absolutely. smash. Mm-hmm. Even, even, even – go ahead, Shane. I was just going to say the last projections that I saw had them like in the first five out. Uh, it had uh, us, Louisiana Tech, and uh, I guess UTSA as the three teams in from Conference USA with Old Dominion just on the outside looking in. So you never know what can happen over the next week and a half. So we've how they yeah how they have such a bad conference record is I mean I know we had we had a target on our back and. And all that, but my goodness, you just look at their offensive production, I mean, just from three guys. And uh, it's just hard to believe that all three dudes could have been 
and a slump at the exact same time to lose this many conference games. Um, I don't know. Anyway. The, the I don't have to face them. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so, so going 500 the past three weeks, um, you know, we, we took a, a little bit of a tumble from being ranked number four in the country, but we're still ranked. Uh, the rankings came out this week. USA Today coaches poll were at 16. D1 Baseball, 17. Perfect Game, 17. NCBWA, 18, as well as Baseball America. And then Collegiate Baseball in the caboose, once again, has us 26th. So uh, Golden Eagles still ranked. I mean, that's not something that you would have seen a few years ago as far as us, you know, going 500, uh, you know, three of the last four weeks of the season. So it's uh, it's good that we kind of uh, are getting – getting players like Ewing back heading into this home stretch. Hey, uh, and I'll add just one more thing. Uh, when we were at the casino on Saturday, I went and checked out the odds of Sutter Miss winning the College World Series, and we're at plus 4,000 right now. So if anyone wants to throw down a $100 bill, that's a, that's a pretty good chunk of change. Yeah. Did you do so, it? No. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I'd already lost like a hundred dollars at roulette, and I was like, you know what? Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> but, but I still can't. I still can do it. So, you you could we could spend a hundred dollars at worst. What? They're twenty dollars. Whatever. You know, it's, it's such good odds. Who knows? They get on a run. Um, you heard it here first. In fact, somebody else is going to do it at this point, and you're gonna be like, you dumbass. You told people to go do it. You didn't even do it. It, so. it would it would it would probably be that uh that guy that owns like a furniture store in Houston that bets. <laughs> mattress mac mattress. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um other southern miss baseball news the ferris <laughs> trophy finalists were announced this week one of the five finalists is southern miss pitcher tanner hall seven and two record on the season 2.60 era 14 appearances 10 of those appearances he he's had uh uh, ten or more K, no, ten or more Ks in in those. Uh, I just jacked that up. My bad about that. Eleven point seven zero strikeout to walk ratio is second among Division One pitchers, and he leads Conference USA with one hundred and seventeen strikeouts. Let's talk a little Southern Miss basketball real quick. Uh, Southern Miss has announced uh, several transfers coming in this year. We've talked about a few of these before. Donovan Ivory, a 6'6 guard from Green Bay. Austin Crawley, a 6'5 guard from Ole Miss. Uh, Neftali Alvarez, a 6'2 guard from Mercer. These next two, I'm not 100% sure if they are walk-ons or scholarship players. I'll have to get some confirmation on that. Nico, Nico Aguirre from Southwest Baptist and Marcelo Perez. Uh, we have a Chile connection now uh, from Barry University. And then we announced a JUCO signee today, Kobe Montgomery, a 6'5 guard from Triton College. Uh, new staff additions, Juan Cardona, who is our Chile connection, spent the past two seasons at Mercer. And then Nick Williams, uh, former old uh, Mississippi-Oxford player, spent the past three seasons at Northwest Mississippi Community College. So there you have it, some updates in basketball. And I think we are expecting more in basketball. I don't know how many spots we have left, but I don't think we're done with the signing class. Football. We got a new commitment. He is Jay Hampton, a cornerback transfer from Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi Starkville, excuse me. Uh, originally, Jay Hampton is from Amory. 
And you know what they say. If you're a Hampton <laughs> and you're from Amory, Mississippi, <laughs> I don't know. How to, I'm sure we'll get that on the preseason show. We'll get Will Halford <laughs> to say Also, Okay. Okay. You're a Paul. Okay. Um, Jack Abraham just announced that he is transferring to Missouri. I think this is his 17th college to attend. Um, so best of luck to Jay with the Missouri Tigers. The only guy on the planet to have more college el- el- eligibility, let me get that out, than Gabe Montenegro. Yeah. Jack Abraham. Yeah. There, I think it's wild. Yeah. Also, Southern Miss football news, Will Hall. Uh, North Alabama announced that they are inducting Will Hall into the University of North Alabama Athletic Hall of Fame as a member of the 33rd class. So congratulations to Coach Hall. That's a a, a heck of a deserved honor. So excited for him with that. Shane, what's going on in track? Oh, man, let me see if I can make it through the track announcement without coughing in everybody's ear tonight. I apologize. Still got a touch of the syphilis left. Um, just can't kick the end of that cough. Uh, the last spring sport we have going on besides baseball, uh, didn't necessarily wrapped up, but, uh, pretty close to it this past weekend at the conference USA outdoor championships hosted by UTSA golden Eagles had 11 top three performances, uh, leading it off. There was Fred Mudani in the shot put, uh, and the women's 400 or four by 100 relay team of Trinity Flagler, Kenya seals, Savia Varnell and Trinity Benson both took gold in their respective events. Fred dominated the competition, beating the silver medalist by almost six feet, while the ladies beat the second-place team Charlotte by nearly half a second. Overall, the women fish finished fourth and the men finished seventh. Uh, other podium finishers we had were as Markasha Myers finished third in the women's long jump and barely missed the podium in the triple jump, placing fourth there. Jordan Spear took bronze in the women's shot put. Kenya Seals also took bronze in the 100 meter and silver in the 200 meter. Sandra Spott took bronze in the 1500 meter. Elijah Miller won bronze in the 100 and also qualified for the NCAA East preliminaries with that, uh, that bronze finish there. Landon Chalden took silver in the 400 meter hurdles and the four by 400 team of Chalden, Cardet, Bienvenue. DJ Butler and Dylan Evans took bronze and then wrapping up the podium finishes for the Eagles was Oluwia Warzniak, who took silver in the 10 K. And uh, with that said, besides Elijah Miller's trip to the NCAA East prelims, that wraps up spring sports for the golden Eagles. I had graduation this weekend. Saw a lot of graduates, a lot of, uh, you know, graduates out and about town. So congratulations to everybody who graduated this past weekend. Uh, do you guys have any shout outs? Jason, you got to break out the list. Oh, I had to unmute myself there. Yep, I have some shout outs. Uh, first of all, I wanted to give a shout out to Cole Pierce and his fam. Uh, they came and sat by us on Sunday. They're normally kind of on that other little side over there. But Cole came and um, and took over Charlie's spot for the day. Good to hang out with them. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the ESPN Plus crew for the games all season long. You know, I didn't get to watch any of them except for three innings of that game that I talked about on Saturday. But it's just a great – you know, I've watched a lot of other games. 
um, for when we're playing away. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm a homer uh, as, as far as rooting for our guys, but we just do a really good job at it. So Baker and Castleman and, and Russell, um, you know, I just want to give those guys a shout out. They a plus job. I want to give a shout out. Can't to leave Marty Wyndham in. out there. Marty Wyndham with the yes, putting the, putting the show together. Wouldn't happen without Marty. Um, also a shout out to our buddy Andrew Odom. Uh, always checking in from up in Louisville, Kentucky. Great guy, doesn't miss a game. Uh, Denarius Antoine, one of my favorite football players of all time, got married this past week. Congratulations to them. His wife, uh, Joni, I lose her name. Uh, another football player, Peyton Snyder, got engaged this week. It's a step in the right direction, buddy. Way to go. Um, I wanted to tell everybody out there to go ahead, if you if you want, if you're feeling it, uh, the Best of the Pine Belt nominations are up and running. Uh, I had a couple of players hit me up this weekend saying that they went and they nominated to the Top Talk. So if you've never, never done that before, uh, you go to the Signature Magazine Best of the Pine Belt website, and right now you can just nominate, I think, whoever you want. Well, well, they, they have a list, or you can write it in. I think uh, you, so you, so do they have a list? I haven't even. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a list. I haven't done it either. <laughs> Vote none. I of think the there above. are a list of people, and then if you need to nominate somebody, you can just write that in as well. Um, do that, and uh, you know, I would love to get nominated for it like one more time, just so we can go lose to the Hardy Street Boys, whatever. But um, but at this point, there, I think it would be bad for our brand if we actually want it. So. Uh, well, the, the Hardy Street Boys have a stronger Jamie, so <laughs> he's a little uglier, but yeah, he's, he does a good job. Yeah, a little, little, little bit better flow. I'm just kidding. Uh, and the last shout out of the day, I kind of started it off this way, but I want to end it this way as well. Uh, shout out to Anderson's freaking paint. Our five and six year old team is going to the ship. Will Miller, Charlie Wallace, John Smith, and myself have somehow guided this team to a championship run. It's awesome. I know it's five-year-old baseball, and a lot of people are like, that's not a very big deal. Dude, it's, I'm, I'm in it. I'm pumped. I uh, started off the season not thinking that we should even keep score. And now here I am just, you know, about to celebrate just like Sutter Misses won in a championship. So I love it. The championship game is on Thursday. We're playing Fast Signs and uh, Martin Hankins and those guys. So, um, yeah, ready to get after it, man. If anybody has said does a, an extremely wild hair. Come out to Tatum on Thursday night and watch uh, watch Anderson's paint. Take it to the house. I thought the A on your hat was for Arrington, but it's Anderson's paint. All right. I get a lot of that because we are maroon. Not the <laughs> Arrington thing, but I get the Alabama thing quite a bit. Uh, you know, I put Jack's picture out there. He's got really cool uniforms, but you know, it's maroon and white. <laughs> but um, but no, man, it's it's fun. It's fun watching these kids do great things and learn and get better. And, uh, and I'm glad to be a very, very, very small part of it. So looking forward to it. Hopefully I can report on a championship run uh, next week. Check those birth certificates for those fast sign kids. I heard they had a couple of <laughs> seven and eight year old ringers. <laughs> Patrick, you got any shout outs? we got to give you a shout out, man. The port game was impeccable. Yes. Oh, I appreciate that. No, I mean, I think I have to piggyback off of Jason's. I was actually going to do that to Baker. I mean, they've given us, us enough shout-outs in Roost Spot 39 this season. we got to 
give it back to them. I actually have gotten a lot of messages this season about how outstanding the broadcast is from people that are out of town or alums and, you know, that are working different places. And uh, so, I mean, bravo. Uh, We're going to keep cooking for you. You keep uh, giving us the love. We'll keep giving it back to you. Uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, Charlie Wallace for hooking me up with a roof spot. Uh, That was great. I was glad to uh, could definitely get used to that. Man, that's where it's at. Uh, I need to up (laughs) my donorship, apparently. Uh, And then I also have to give one to uh, Justin Hosey for snagging uh, hormone balls from kids in the roost. You know, Uh, I saw that one, too. (laughs) I don't but he he was faster than me. So he actually got one. Uh, But uh yeah, I mean, Hosey, Hosey, we have a thing. We have this thing out in the roost where he comes out there and, and maybe we get a run and maybe we get the rally going. So uh, he's he's been a, a good friend. So Did you guys see the home run that he's talking about where Hosey went and grabbed the ball? I did. I did. Stolen T-Row, right from a kid. T-Row's like, you're going to be on the sports center's not top 10. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid comes up later and the kid's like, <laughs> he puts on this, you know, pouty face. And, like, can I please have the ball? Hosey was like, you know, you're making this really hard on me, but I've been trying to get a ball for like 20 years, and um, just not giving up. You know, the funny thing about that is the kid that the kid that he got the ball from was the kid that got the ball from me. Ah. <laughs> so he he had already had one that game, so he yeah. was trying to get number two, trying to play the kid card. But yeah. I'm watching cool. it. I'm watching that kid out there. Oh, <laughs> greedy kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good. It was good stuff. Oh, and he, went down. To, he kind of slid too, you know. <laughs> and and oh, yeah. to, shout out to shout out to Pilo for the uh, t-shirt designs this year. Totally stepping up our apparel game. Um, Hell yeah! We've got some more stuff coming out soon that I think you guys are going to enjoy. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I had a conversation with T Public earlier today, so hopefully we can get some more. Some more better stuff out there, but seriously, since, since Patrick's come on board, like our our apparel, the quality of it, his design versus mine, has been really tr- tr- tremendous, and the the sales reflect that. So it's been it's been really cool. So thanks for thanks for helping out with that. It's been. Oh, I appreciate that, man. It's, it's almost it's, like I do it for a living. Almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. It's cool. Like I went to eat before the game Friday night. I went to eat it at Glory Hole and. uh this old man's like walking by in a rally cat shirt and my wife's like, Oh my God, that guy's got on the shirt. You know, it was just like, you see people that you don't know. So it's cool that it's, it's getting out there in the world and, and people are enjoying the, the products. So. Yeah. Here, here. Shane, do you have any shout outs slash you want to tell us what you're sipping on? Yeah. Um, well first, uh, the, sh- I don't know who the person is that I'm shouting out to, but, uh, we're going to try to figure it out. Maybe somebody out there can help out with this. I was sponsoring a hole at an architect's golf tournament down in Charlotte on Friday. So set up a booth on, on hole number seven and had uh, this little wheel for him to spin to either help him out or, or hurt him a little bit on that hole and had a couple bottles of Buffalo Trace out there pouring whiskey shots for folks. And uh, this tournament, like you had to supply your own tent. So the only tent i own is a southern miss tailgating tent so i'm down there in charlotte set up on this really nice golf tournament camping out under my southern miss tailgating tents and uh um, golfer, golfers are coming through all day long and one group of, of guys pulls up and they're like southern miss they're like no way they were like 
we got to take a picture with you and we got to FaceTime our buddy. They were like, one of our best friends lives down in Hattiesburg and is a giant Golden Eagle fan. And these guys were all like UNC fans. One guy was an App State alum. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about the Sun Belt coming up. One guy was a Wolfpack, uh, NC State Wolfpack guy. Uh, but we sure enough, they FaceTimed their buddy and we all did a shot of whiskey right there under the Southern Mist tent. And uh, he was on there. He was like, check this out. And the guy was, he was like, uh, oh, man, Southern Mist. I was like, to the top. And he, he gave me a to the top back. And then they took a picture. I took a picture of them in front of the tent so they could send it to their buddy. And a couple of them were talking about how they've been down to Hattiesburg and gone to games with him and, you know, how much fun they had. And they really liked Southern Mist. So, so that was cool. And then. Yesterday, uh, I sponsored a, a hole at a golf tournament. It's golf tournament season, so I sponsored a hole at a uh, tournament here in the uh, Raleigh area. It's about 15 minutes from my house, and had my I've, I've got a one of those Yeti knockoff members mark stainless steel tumbler cups, and uh, I've got my Southern Miss Alumni Association sticker on it. And I went to take a swig of water, and a guy was like, did I just see a Southern Miss sticker on that cup? And uh, come to find out, he was a, a Mississippi State alumni, so we talked about Southern Miss there for a minute. We didn't talk at all about Mississippi State because I don't give a damn about them. Um, I can't get that through my brother and my dad's head when we're talking on the phone, and they start talking about Southern Miss, and then they start talking about Mississippi State. And I'm like, look, I, I love you to death, and I'm glad that you care, but I give no dams about what Mississippi State is doing unless we're beating them. So that's that's my shout-out. Excuse me to the <laughs> to the mystery Golden Eagle fan out there that I FaceTimed with on Friday. Uh, if you happen to listen to the show, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know who you are. Uh, it, it was good to connect with with some Southern Miss folks out there. Uh, as far as whiskey goes, I uh, kept it simple. Um, the golf tournament that I did yesterday, I took a big Magnum bottle of Eagle Rare out there, a uh, big 1.75 liter bottle of whiskey, and poured. Uh, shots out of that all day and i ended up with uh, i don't know probably 10 ounces of whiskey left so i'm gonna work on finishing this bottle off and that's what i'm sipping on tonight good old 10 year eagle rare made by buffalo trace it's uh super smooth easy drinking whiskey not the easiest thing in the world to find anymore but it's only about 40 bucks a bottle if you can find it i highly recommend grabbing one I got to give some shout out. Shout out to Ed Smith. My first time meeting Ed the other night in the roost. It was his 66th birthday. So happy right. belated birthday, Ed. Uh, great hanging out. Great. Uh, always great meeting new Southern Miss fans. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Patrick. I don't know if this applies to you or not. It might. So if it does, we'll, we'll put Lee. Well, I'll shout out Lisa anyway. She's awesome. Shout out to Lisa, Lisa Lowry. Um, but Shane. Jason and myself, we all got married around the same time, so we all have our anniversaries like within a week's time. So uh, Melissa and I celebrated our 12th anniversary. Jason had his anniversary like, mm -hmm. the day or two before. Shane's was last week. So shout out to the wives. Uh, I went down to New Orleans Sunday, came back Monday morning, had a great time. Just uh, anniversary ended up, went off tea, went to a little Van Gogh experience. That was kind of cool. So I didn't get a to the top talk or, or to the top or anything. I didn't have any Southern Miss stuff, so that's probably why. But um, it was a good time. So sh shout out to all the wives. Happy anniversary to all of them. And we're all still together. Thanks. So. Yeah. Well, the reason we got married when we did is because uh, we considered a fall date, which was not going to happen because the, the way <laughs> I put it to Catherine was, yeah, it may be like an away game or an off date this year. But what's going to happen when our anniversary is on a home game? And that's where we're spending our anniversary as long as we lived in Hattiesburg. 
So uh, she, I was like, you know, I, I can deal with spring. Uh, there's a lot of baseball games. If we happen to miss a baseball game because of the anniversary. Uh, and then this year I got to sit on the beach and watch it on my phone. On I got to see Jason Baker and the boys uh, broadcast a game through my phone since uh, we uh, joined the ESPN Plus family for baseball, and it, it's been oh, great. So much but, better, so much yeah. better. Wait, yeah, I know looking, we've talked bad about ESPN over the years, but like it really feels good to be back on, even oh, if it's well, on just the look, app. Don't get me wrong. Way. Screw ESPN. They're evil. They're the ones that have destroyed <laughs> college football. I don't like them. I don't watch a single show that they broadcast other than Southern Miss Athletics, and and won't. Sports Center is dead to me. It died years ago. I just don't care. But. It is fantastic having access to it. And what's going to be even better next year is it's not going to be like, oh, man, this is the way game. Is it going to be on, uh, you know, Bucky's gas station TV? Uh, no, it's going to be in the Sun Belt. So even the away games and conference will be on ESPN Plus. So, yeah, it's been fantastic. Looking forward to Jason Baker and the boys. Um, you know, th- this is probably not going to be a, uh, a popular comment out there in the cult of Juan Cox, but. Uh, I would much rather sit and listen to Cliff Russell and Jason Baker call a game than uh, Juan Cox be confused about everything for three hours. I like both of them. I really do. I, like like in their own way. I like I like both of them in their own way. Um, it's but yeah, but but, but Bake and the boys have have kind of yeah, they've taken it to a, a they've taken it to a different level. I, I still love listening to Juan, um, specifically in basketball. In basketball, I don't know if there's anybody better. Um, but uh, don't get me wrong. As soon as the ESPN Plus broadcast is over, I'm on the Southern Miss app, and I want to hear John Cox do the post game show, and I want to hear him interview, you know, Scott Barry and whoever the players are for the game. But man, I don't know how much you've listened to Juan Cox this year. He uh, he's getting on up there in years, and uh, he's, he's starting Here, to stumble the, through uh, things. And, and I know we're trying to finish out the show, but I have to ask this question. Because you guys are way more technically advanced than I am. So we'd like to have the game on in the roost uh, while the game's going. It's never been a problem until this year. Okay, and I understand if it's on the app that there's going to be a delay. There is a delay on regular radio. Can anybody explain that to me? On the Hattiesburg stations that broadcast the game. There's a delay. I'm not talking about a little bit. I'm talking like 30 seconds. Like 30 seconds, yeah. It's like, because, like two to three pitches later. Yeah. Because Juan's getting old, and they don't know if he's going to blow something Juan. crazy out. They've they got to give him a buffer to, to cut mean, that stuff out if they need to. They're like, oh, this crazy old coot might say something really it is weird. Not, it is not Juan because, uh, I mean, you'll see the play happen, right? Uh, and, and that much later. Uh, it, I mean, at least we're talking about – yeah, I mean, while we're talking about radio, we gotta get we gotta petition to get it back on Rock 104. I mean, we're a top 20 program, and we're on a small uh, radio station that is in the bottom of a building at USM or something. I don't know. I mean, uh, we, dude, I got 96.5 yesterday when I got back home. I got in my car and I cranked it up. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. And it was just like the <laughs> Oh, gospel. no, I like, I like the 97.7 because it's like the uh, – the, the <laughs> I got 96.5. 97.7. When, when did they take them off Rock 104? I don't think baseball has been on there for a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. But, I mean, you're going to carry our basketball team every single game. 
well, we have a top nationally ranked team. I don't know. I don't, well, maybe, something's maybe it's happen. just me. I mean, it, 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 it's not even live. And I think at the very beginning of the year, there was a really weird circumstance where there's two identical plays back to back. Well, uh, it's so delayed that we heard the guy, uh, we heard John Cox uh, announce the play that happened the first time directly before the second time it happened. You know, it's so like to us. And for a second, you had to sit back and go, wait a minute. Does the radio in front of actual time? Like everybody looked around and went, what? Because it was like one hopper to Lynch, throws him out at first. And then it happened. <laughs> Freaked us out just a little bit. Yeah. Um, one other Juan Cox thing, and then I'll, I'll leave poor John Cox alone for tonight. But can somebody please pull him aside and tell him what a basket catch is? Because he doesn't know. He calls um, things a basket catch about eight times a game, and none of them are basket catches. I think so. I'm 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 trying to look it up right now. I think we may be coming upon Cox's 45th year calling Southern Miss. We are. The only reason I know that is because I'm 45, and we are like he started when I was born. Wow. So yeah, that's ridiculously long, right? That's how these guys do it, man. I hope he doesn't do. He's 80 or shit. Is he 80? He may be. How old is John? Um, no, I, I, I think he, I think he deserves to be in there as long as he wants to. And after he's done, um, I think Baker's, you know, primed and ready if he wants it to go ahead and do it. I know I, I'm, I'm biased, but my man's good. Oh, we love Baker. Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted some clarification there. <laughs> so the last, so we're coming up on the middle 10 weekend leading to the conference tournament. How are you guys feeling Heading into this final stretch of the season, Middleton's got a couple of good starting pitchers. Um, so, you know, they definitely could give us trouble. Uh, two out of three would be a good weekend on the road. Uh, if we can sweep, then I think that makes it to where we don't necessarily have to win the conference tournament to host. I think if we, we win two out of three, then we, we pretty much have to win the conference tournament. If we sweep, then we can maybe just make it to the championship game and, and host, but uh, it's going to be tight. There's, there's, uh, you know, five or six teams battling it out for two or three host spots there uh, in, in the last little chunk. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but if we can keep the momentum that they got going Saturday and Sunday, I mean, especially Sunday launching six balls out of the park, you could tell they were just feeling it. It was good to have Ewing back in there and, and really doing work. Um, we, we've got a good baseball team. We got a, a really good baseball team. Uh, you're going to lose some games in baseball. There's going to be a rough stretch. I'm, I'm glad it happened over the course of the last two and a half weeks or so and not over the course of the next week and a half. So as long as we can get back on track, uh, I, you know, uh, destiny is still controlled by us. Yeah. Everything's I like still our, in front of us. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Peter. Okay. I was just going to say, I, I like our chances on the road. I mean, uh, you know, outside of <clears throat> UAB and outside of Dallas Baptist, we played really well on the road. And uh, I don't really know why that is, but um, I'm feeling good. Like Shane said, I think we can we continue that momentum. Uh, the bats come alive. Ewing is uh, 
keeping us rolling, either getting a hit or getting on base walking. Uh, hopefully no more hit by pitches, but, uh, you know, just he just kind of gives us the juice uh, and gets us going. The Jesus juice? There we go. I was waiting for it. And, uh, you know, I think Tanner Hall is going to get back right, and, uh, you know, hopefully we have an outstanding weekend. Sure, and it's nice to see the bats come alive at this point. And we haven't won a Friday game in three straight Fridays, which I don't think anybody here thought that was even a possibility. So, um, you know, it all – tell you what, uh, Tanner Hall's never pitched on a Thursday. So so we got that going for us, right? Now, I look for, I look for Tanner to shove it on Thursday, man. And, and the <laughs> – the skid that we had, it kind of gave everybody a chance for a little while, but no, I, I feel great about this weekend. Um, I feel good about the bats, feel good about the arms, and I, and I feel good about where we are um, with Ewing back in that lineup. So I, I think I think two out of three are worse, but I'll sweep. Do we know what kind of uh, ring doorbell security camera situation Middle Tennessee has, or <laughs> or <laughs> is it going to be a Western Kentucky? Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. Do they even have Wi-Fi in Murfreesboro? I think I saw something on Twitter earlier today that said they have a camera that's similar, that's uh, high up. Uh, well, I'm glad we're finally playing a team that actually had a midweek game, too. I mean, how many times did that bite us in the ass, right? Yeah. Where, uh, where somebody got an – like UTSA was one of them. Didn't have a game for the entire week. Coming off a home series. So at least these guys actually played a game in the middle of the week. And, um, you know, so anyway, I'll just be glad not to be associated with Middle Tennessee State and their four <laughs> fans, uh, you know, after a little while. It's they're just a joke of a program. Nobody cares about them. They should just fold it. I mean, I guess somebody's making money off of it because they still exist. But I mean, what a sad, sad place. I'll, I mean, I, it will always. <laughs> make an impression on me that their one diehard fan on Twitter just gave up on him. And he was like, I'm done. I'm done. No more. I can't do this anymore. Uh, that was a hilarious day. Yeah. Well, if you're going up for the game, swing back by Arrington Vineyards on the way back. Kicks Brooks owns the place. It's not my family. And uh, get you a bottle. Kicks Brooks from Brooks and Dunn? Kicks Brooks from Brooks and Dude, I've got a, I've got a Kicks Brooks autographed Arrington Vineyards print in my house. That's amazing. I'm, I'm a huge Brooks and Dunn fan. I mean, the, there, there are not a whole lot of albums that I have on my phone that like I've actually paid for, but Brooks and Dunn's greatest hits I have purchased and uh, I fire it up. It's great road trip music. And it's, but is it Brooks and Dunn's and then U2? U2, is that the other album that you have on there? <laughs> no, I deleted that U2 album, actually. <laughs> I so so favorite crappy so, 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 music. So, the free YouTube so, album. So I, I've got to know. First of all, how do you delete that from your phone? Because I need to do that and I can't do it. <laughs> but second of all, favorite Brooks and Dunn song. Oh man, uh, maybe my Maria uh, Neon Moon is a really good one. Mm. Um, you know, uh, just because it's kind of funny. Hillbilly Deluxe is a great song. Um, they've got a lot of good songs. Um, Goodbye says it all. No, that's not Brooks and Dunn. Goodbye says it all is not Brooks and Dunn. A boot scootin' boogie, bro. Boot scootin' boogie's a great one. Uh, 
uh, Apple knew I was talking about them because I pulled up the music on my phone and they're like the first album. Brand new man, ain't nothing about you. That's a great song, man. Um, How long gone? She's not the cheating kind. Uh, Rock my world, little country girl. Uh, The long goodbye. That ain't no way to go. My next broken heart, lost and found. Holy crap! We'll burn that bridge. I mean, just one after another. I didn't. I didn't didn't realize it was like an open-ended question. Brooks and Dunn is amazing. Don't get me fired up about stuff I'm passionate about after whiskey. Uh, we'll talk for hours. Can, can, like can, can, can you, can you close out the show with a little karaoke? Mind? Nobody no. wants to hear me sing. No, you cannot. Just a little bit. <laughs> what do you say, Pilo? I said, I feel like I'm letting my Hurley roots down. I couldn't name a single one of those songs or know any of those songs. So I thought, uh, what kind of music do people on crystal meth listen to <laughs> i don't think it's brooks and don uh, it's probably either creed or uh uh what three doors down three doors down yeah yeah or like trap music or some kind of edm or something well hey i hope you guys enjoyed it and as always so the mist of the top talk could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done. The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee. But I chose Southern Mississippi. And right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play for Alabama, USC, our Notre Dame, you have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. When 
the football season is over and done, all your teams with famous names will see we're number one. Ask Mississippi State. Ask Mississippi State. 